Welcome back to Fairway to Heaven, myself, Jerry, with myself, Jerry. Holy shit. Let's start that again. No, no, that's perfect. <laughs> Keep going. That's a, that's a take. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Fairway to Heaven with myself, Sue Ann and Jerry Foltz. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, this is part two of our Taylor Gooch uh, chat. Uh, it's, it was such a lovely chat that it went on for a long time. Uh, so we didn't want to deprive you of such great content. So this is part two. If you have not seen part one, you need to go and check it out. Uh, that's available on our YouTube page as well as our Live Golf Plus, which is our streaming app. Here we go for part two. And a little teaser, Taylor Gooch for president. You'll know why in a minute. Let's go back 18 months when I signed on with Live very early, didn't announce it for a while, but I was really excited about the opportunity. It was a job I couldn't pass up. But when that first field list came out, there were some surprises. We all suspected Phil and DJ were going to be on it. And honestly, we wouldn't be where we are today if those two hadn't been on the original list. But there were a couple real surprises to me and your name being one of them. It just didn't seem like it was a fit for you. But when I asked you about it, when we were being around your team and telling bullshit stories. Enjoying some agave. Agave <laughs> and other things. Um, you had a very curious answer. And I don't want to put words in your mouth and I don't want to reveal what you said to me in confidence then. But why? the one thing I, I do feel comfortable saying is you said, I bet on people. Um, and what did you mean by that? And why, why did you make the initial leap knowing the amount of blowback you would receive. Yeah, you know, I I just met with, you know, the leadership within Live and and I just saw the vision that they had for the game of golf on a on an international level and on a, on a global level and seeing where golf could go and and the growth that it could potentially have uh but that was only possible with change and uh, you know, I'm not sitting here saying I made the leap because I wanted to change the global, you know, impact of golf. But I, I saw, you know, on a global level, like the the lack of capturing of opportunity to to take golf to all corners of the world. And after meeting with the, like I said, the leaders of, of Live with with Gary and Jed and Rich and, you know, all the guys, I'm like, these guys see what we could do with the game. These guys see where we could go with golf. And, and these guys see the missed opportunity around the world, also within the United States and areas, you know. Um, and it's like if we get the right people in place to make the right decisions for the for the betterment of everybody, not just a handful, we could we could seriously grow this thing. We could seriously make an impact. And I, I hate the, the the old adage of growing the game because it's it's been like it's it's been hoard out in in ways that it shouldn't really be no used, you know. Uh, but it really is like growing the the game and growing the market of what golf is. I mean, there's 100 million people that are that play golf around the world, and I think like 40 million of them are in the United States, 60 million of them abroad, and there's there's a lot more, and by the way, for all those people that are going to, you know, criticize, like, I'm going to get those numbers wrong, but it's near enough 100 million. And there's a lot more people in this world 
and there's a that are sports fans, and there's a lot more people that can become golf fans uh, and can become a part of our community. Uh, but we haven't been able to capture that. And I'm not saying it's solely in the hands of the professional golf world, but the professional golf world has the biggest impact on the sports, I think, uh, as a whole. Um, and so, you know, I just, I saw the vision that, that the leadership of live had, I, I saw the product and while, you know, it's been scrutinized, I think Amazon is Amazon because we are in a time and age where people have a short, uh, attention span and a short patience fuse. Right. Um, and I've, I've seen the days, you know, on the other side of the coin where, you know, there's 150 guys playing and it's not really being viewed aside from a handful. Um, and so I, I just saw that, you know, there could, there could be something better. There could be something more. And when it was, you know, presented to me, you know, I thought the product was was superior in a lot of ways and i thought that because again we're in an entertainment business we're not heart surgeons right we're in an entertainment business and we have to think about who we're entertaining we have to think about the fans like that continues to have to be at the forefront of how we make decisions um and i just saw in today's time, like I said, of Amazon, of wanting things here now and having short attention spans, I just saw, you know what? Eight hours on a golf course is not intriguing. I don't watch golf for numerous reasons. The coverage is terrible. The days are too long. Like all of those things. And I, I started to see as the the guys within Live were kind of laying out the game plan of, of what this would be and what this would become. I'm like, this this is something that more than the average golf fan can, you know, more than the, the passionate golf fan can, can get on board with. This is something that the average golf fan or the fan of sport that's never been to a golf tournament or never watched a golf tournament. This is something that's going to draw people. And this is something I want to be a part of because this is the future of golf at a professional level. And so back to your point of like betting on people, like i you know, you, you bet on people and, and, and in my opinion, you bet on people, you bet on product. Um, and, and that's, that is what was the kicker for me with live is I, I saw the vision. I saw the people and, and what they wanted and the passion behind it and the desire to, to make something more of the game. And then I saw the product and I, I saw how it's going to uh, appeal to, the casual fan it's going to appeal to the people that maybe only occasionally tune in on major you know tournament weeks it's going to appeal to the fan that has a family of three that's the dad's a golfer but he can't go to the golf tournament because the three kids and the wife you know aren't able to be out there for six hours and you know walking around and have no access to anything and Mm -hmm. With live, you can go to the fan zone and there's, there's things for the kids to enjoy. And, and it's just, it's, again, it, I think the product was superior for, 
a numerous numerous of reasons for today's time. And uh, I know the the product has been obviously scrutinized for numerous of reasons, but again, it's an entertainment sport and everyone continues to not put the fan first. And if you take um, what live is, I just, I think you have a hard time in today's time uh, to convince me or, you know, the masses that live isn't an extremely entertaining product when you, when you go and experience it, especially the yeah, TV funny you broadcast, say that. Yeah. especially a TV broadcast. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's the announce team. It's the announce team, but you know, it's just, it's, come on Taylor. Um, but no, it's, it's interesting you say that because I kind of equate, I, I see kind of the parallels for me with F1. You know, I, I was always kind of a little keen, but not enough, you know, to really drag my ass. We have a night race here in Singapore. It's, it's the first night race, right? And it's awesome. It's cool. And let's be honest, F1 is a TV sport. But because of the entertainment that's around the sport, the the, the concerts, to the the partying, to the uh, everything that, that kind of very similar to what Liv is doing around our sport, that made me drag my sad ass out of the house to go and watch this race because I go watch the Red Hot Chili Peppers and I go watch, um, you know, Jason Mraz, Alicia Keys and, and many big names that have performed in the past. And then with that, you start to then get exposed to the actual sounds that those cars make. And I get interested in the sport just from something that simple. You start to get intrigued. People that you that's around that area talk about the cars. They talk about the race. They they get on a, a team, whether they're supporting Ferrari, McLaren, and then you get in the conversation and you start to, oh my gosh, like slowly become a fan. And I think that's kind of what Liv is doing. But to Jerry's point, you know, you were certainly one of the surprise names uh, that came over. Uh, and and as you mentioned the word franchise a couple of minutes ago, um, you are certainly one of these surprises in terms of the off-season trades. I don't know about Jerry, but I did not see that happening. Um, that kind of came like I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> Taylor's gonna smash, you know, and and that's something that is unique to the game of golf. Um we don't have that yet. Liv is the first that, you know, to do it. So, you know, kind of, I, I'm just interested to kind of know, like, what, how did that happen? How to, how do the conversations go about? Like, how does it all work? You it, know, and it was um, a very I mean, lopsided trade on paper, too. You can't get around <laughs> that. It was a very lopsided trade, but I don't, I, anybody who thinks that it was that lopsided doesn't know how good a player Matthew Wolf can be. No question. But yeah, we're curious. Yeah. How, how, how did this happen? I mean, you and Brooksy just do a backroom deal or what the hell? Well, so he, uh, <laughs> in, in, in Spain at Valderrama, we were playing in the final round together. It was me, him and Bryson and we we're walking down the 10th fairway. And at that time it was, it was right when him and, and Wolfie were, were kind of button heads. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, I was like, what, what are you going to do next season? You know, what are you thinking? He was like, I, "Why don't you just come play for the Smash? I'd love to have you." And I, you know, I kind of chuckled. Well, I'm like, "Who the hell ah, wouldn't at that point?" Yeah, it, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, that's first of all, it's nice and cool of you know 
Brooks to say, but also, you know, what, you know, that's, he, we're, we're trying to win a golf tournament. He's just probably, you know, just blowing smoke up my butt right now. But uh, so I kind of threw it on the back burner. And then, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, uh, you know, there was like rumors going around that like I was going to smash and I was playing with Brooks in the final round of Chicago. And I didn't say anything to him about it until we get to the final tee box. When we walk off the final tee box, he goes, so I hear you're coming to smash. And I was like, <laughs> I heard the same thing, but I've got no idea what you're talking about. And he goes, I don't either. He goes, I don't hate it. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get through the season and and go try to finish the season off and not focus on any of this. And um, and sure enough, you know, the season ends. And, uh, and uh, unfortunately, I lost to Brooks in a playoff uh, in the last regular season tournament. Uh, and then, you know, two weeks later, I get a call from Brooks and he's like, all right, how do we make this happen? And I'm like, well, let's talk about this. And so we start talking through it and he's like, I'm going to reach out to Bubba. I'm going to try to make this trade happen. And I said, let's, you know, let's, let's see what this looks like. Let's, let's venture out and then see what this looks like. And so I end up talking with Bubba and, and we, we got it done. And, and, you know, like you said, uh, I know that it's been scrutinized on paper. It doesn't look great. Um, but as you also said, you know, Wolfie is a world-class talent and he's a, he's one of the best kids, one of the most sweethearted kids that, that you'll be around who hits it a country mile uh, and is a bona fide superstar that has been in a tough situation that he's not comfortable in. And going back uh, to the previous season, the, the end of the, the inaugural season in 2022, whenever um, I go and team up with HB and, and Bubba, we're, we're thinking about fourth player and the first guy that Bubba brings to mind it, or brings to the table, he's like, Wolfie, we, we got to get Wolfie. You know, needless to say, he is, you know, he's a big Wolf fan. And, and so Bubba calls me and, 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 you know, as Brooks had reached out about the trade and he calls me and he just says, Hey, what are you thinking? And I said, you know, Bubba, I, you know, I've, I've loved our time together. I said, but, you know, I have an opportunity to, to build, be a part of building a franchise long-term with a guy that, that is, you know, at the peak of his, um, you know, at the peak of his career, you know, and this is something that I would kill to be a part of. I said, you know, how, how do we make this happen? And so we start talking and I said, you know, part of, part of why he came to live was because, you know, he got to be a captain. He got to help build a franchise. And obviously the range goats have probably the best brand, you know, in the league, they sell the most merch. It's the best logo. You know, Bubba is incredible marketing. He's great at building the brand of who he is and who his team is. And I, I said, I, I want to get, I would love to do the same thing with Brooks. I think we have very like-minded uh, ways. We are both hugely competitive. Uh, we love to win. Like we, this is a good fit. I think Wolfie also 
uh, as he had said the previous season, would be a good fit. They've both talked openly about their, you know, struggles aside from the golf course. I said, you know, this is an opportunity, you know, for, you know, me to go and chase a dream and, and for you to get a kid that could go and win this whole thing this next season. How do, how do we make this work? And so we talked more and more and obviously he, you know, was reluctant at first, you know, and I, I understand that. And so we talked more and more about it. And, uh, you know, he was obviously concerned about, you know, people being like, well, this was lopsided. Like, what are you thinking? And, you know, the thing I keep uh, using as a, as an example is like, you know, the Taylor Gooch stock is high right now. You know, you, you, usually don't want to sell a stock when it's low. You usually want to sell a stock when it's high and usually don't want to buy a stock when it's high. You usually want to buy a stock when it's low. And, you know, as Bubba is wanting to build this team for the future, Matt Wolf is seven, eight years, seven years younger than me. You know, this is a guy that he can build around for a long time. And so, yes, on paper, you know, it may seem, lopsided but as you said when you kind of dive more and more into it uh it starts to make more and more sense um and you know i'll I'll forever be grateful for the time that i had with bubba and and forever grateful for his you know uh willingness to to make this trade happen uh not you know only for me but for for wolfie and for himself and the range goats um and so it's just one of those unique situations that it just all the pieces fit. It all made sense. And, and you know, like you said, at first glance, it, you know, it's a bit jarring. It's a bit shocking. Um, but the, di- the deeper you dive into it, the more you realize, like, OK, this this actually makes sense. And um, and so I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very excited. And, um, you know, kind of beyond all of that, you know, I'm I'm the type of guy that I want to be an environment where, you know, I'll, I'll tell a backstory on it. So I went to Oklahoma state, obviously I'm from Oklahoma city. I went to Oklahoma state. The, my freshman year, Oklahoma state, it was Peter Uline, Morgan Hoffman, Kevin Tway, kid named Sean Einhouse, who was the number one uh, European junior recruit stud, stud junior player. So those four, four guys were re- returning starters from a team that had just lost in the finals of the national championship to Augusta state, Patrick Reed amongst others, um, a stud stud team. And everyone was kind of questioning my uh, decision to go to Oklahoma state when I could probably go to almost any other school and pretty much be guaranteed that I was going to get playing time and be a starter. And, you know, people were like, well, you're going to a team that has four returning starters and, you know, another five to seven guys that are going to be, you know, vi- that are studs vying for that last, that last spot on the team. And I said, I good. Like I want to be around dudes like that because I know if I put myself in that environment, I'm going to get better. Like I'm going to figure out how to beat them. And that's what I'm most excited about with Brooks is, like I said, we're cut from the same cloth from a competitive, you know, nature. And I'm just excited to be around a dude who, at the highest level in golf has been probably better than anyone over the last five to 10 years. Um, and so let me be around him for, you know, day in and day out, week in and week out to compete against him, to compete with him, 
let me get in that environment and I promise my game is, is going to improve. It's just, it's how I'm built and it's, it's something I'm super excited about. I can't imagine what an improved version of your game was looking like after last season. Seriously. You know, you talked about college. We, we mentioned Victor Hovland. He's come out and said, you know, a few things and, and that was quite interesting. I just kind of am curious, you know, first of all, like how well do you know, Victor, you know, you guys great buddies um have you guys been exchanging texts and maybe communicating um and what are your thoughts really on, on just sort of what he has said on that norwegian podcast that he was on yeah uh, first of all he's I, I think uh everyone would agree with this he's one of the best dudes that we have in the game and i love his mindset and how he goes about things uh you know he's he's very you know direct and He's, you know, he believes what he believes in and, and, you know, he's not one that's just going to go say something to get people to like him because he doesn't care if people likes him. He's just going to be himself. So I, I, I love um, that about him. And, uh, you know, what he said is, I mean, it's, I get it, you know, I, I, I see it all. And, you know, both from talking about, you know, that he doesn't love that the the pro you know what live is as far as you know i think he said like you know there should be a cut and like all that and like i respect it like that's that's how he feels and that's you know i i get it i can i can see how someone could come to that you know conclusion um you know i i also agree with what he said about you know, the, the business side of things from the PGA tour, you know, that was part of my thinking when, you know, I made the decision to come to live. And, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think everything he said was, I mean, it's just, it's cool to see a dude that is able to come out in these divisive times and to take a stand on what he believes in, um, and not really worry about like the blowback, you know, because, you know, so many guys have uh, decided to not take a stance um, because they're fearful of the repercussions of it. Um, and so it's just, it's cool to see, you know, a kid, because he's a kid, by the way, it's cool to see a kid, um, you know, have the goal to come out and just tell it how it is and, and just be honest about it and not beat around the bush. And, and so, I respect him. I respect the heck out of him as a as a player, as a person. You know, when we're back home in, in Oklahoma together, I, I see him out at uh, you know one of the courses we play at, and um, and it's, you know he's just he's as low key, as humble, um, and as kind as they come. And so I'll forever be a, a huge you know Victor Hovland advocate and a fan of him. And I. Uh, I hope to see him four times this year because uh, he's he's in four tournaments that I hope to be in. Uh, but uh, I, I I would love to see him more than that. Um, so <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be like like we've talked about and everyone in this world talks about. It's going to be interesting to see how things unfold in the professional golf game over the next year two years whatever whatever the time frame is there's no way you don't go into politics when your playing career is over because seriously i mean victor, <laughs> victor completely thumped the pga tour jay monahan and the leadership and you just so nicely 
did a very similar thing, but it, it just, it was just so, I mean, just, it was just so nice and heartwarming. Um, you definitely, you definitely have to go into politics. You got my vote. Where do you think we stand with the majors finally deciding? And I, I mean, I know I have a very strong opinion on this um, because I know well, a few of the people involved, but where do you think we stand with the majors just throwing the, the laughable OWGR to the wayside and doing what's best for their legacies and their institutions and putting the best field uh, possible together for their four majors, which obviously would include you and in all four. I obviously hope that there's somehow a way that I get into those. Um, I don't, uh, given the way things have unraveled, I don't see them uh for lack of better term, being bold enough to step out and do that. Um, I, I think they're going to continue to let things play out. If I had to completely guess, because I've had no communication with, with any representation of any of the governing bodies or PJ of America or, you know, I've had no communication right. with any of them. Um, so, you know, I, it's just total speculation, but I just, I think if I had to guess, they're going to, you know, continue to let things play out and, Eventually, when things fall into place as they should, they'll then kind of reassess the situation at hand and then go from there. And so, unfortunately, I don't think that I'm going to get into the to four majors this year. And it's it does suck from a sense of like, you know, playing some of the best golf of my life that, you know, I would like a crack, you know, at each of the of the majors. And so, um you know, hopefully I'm wrong, but that's that's kind of how it seems to be right now. And then as a whole, um, you know, like you said, the OWGR, it's just it's just totally irrelevant and um, it's just it's just nonsensical. And I don't think there's many people who would disagree with that. Um, and so you just you got to hope that the, the complete nonsense of it all finally comes to a head at some point. And everyone figures out, in spite of all of the chaos, like, how do we rise above it? And that's the hope that I can continue to have for, you know, the governing bodies and, and these major championships is that, you know, they can say, you know what, we care more about our field than about appeasing people. And we're going to figure out how to get the best players in our field and we have to assess that differently now because the total you know the landscape of golf has completely changed so that's the hope i have um and we will see i i will continue to say you know roll 67 go continue to play good golf shoot as many 67s and lower as possible and let your game speak for itself uh because me advocating for getting in the majors it's it's point. I mean, my voice doesn't mean anything to them, uh, but hopefully my play will continue to mean something to them and, and to the whole, you know, you know, then the whole environment that we're in and people continue to see that if I continue to beat these guys that everyone knows are some of the best players in the world, maybe eventually they'll say, well, he's one of the best players in the world. And we got to figure out how to get, guys like him who aren't currently in the majors we got to get those guys in there and i mean and, shit you, you're 62 62 in adelaide leading the field by what was it jerry 10 10 
Yeah. Uh, uh, what is a strong field of, of big names? And, and if that isn't enough, I just don't know. Well, I think, you know, I, I think we're closer to the breaking point than Taylor does. And he, and I think he's right. He's the last person who should be lobbying for him. Um, Cause there are a lot of other people out there lobbying for the Taylor Gooches of live golf to be included. I think we've reached that tipping point. I think two of the four majors are bold enough to maybe make a move this year. Um, and I think at Augusta, when they they don't release their playing criteria for the following year till Augusta this year, and I think they'll have a, a lot to say about that. But I think many of the leaders of those organizations um, might be might be kind of it, uh, feeling a little bit of truth in Victor Hovland's comments about the PJ Tour leadership, and they might be equally as frustrated now. And uh, and not wanting to be part of uh, being the pawn, uh, the the on the board of the pawn that is the OWGR right now as a as a leverage and a negotiation tactic. Um, so I I like your chances of getting in two of the four this year, maybe three, um, and then hopefully down the road from there. Time will tell. Not for me to decide, but I you know, trying to read the tea leaves. I like your chances. I sure certainly hope so because nobody who under nobody who knows golf at all can can mm -hmm. dispute that Taylor Gooch should be in all four of the majors, period. I love um, this uh, this tweet. Those five DP World Tour wins accumulated roughly 65 um, OWGR points combined. Right. There were seven PGA Tour events alone that granted 65 points or more to the winner. Yeah. Objectively, shit is way out of whack. That's what this person tweeted. Yeah, and at, um, the at the last time they made an adjustment, it only favored two tours. It took away from all the international tours. It favored two tours, PJ Tour and Corn Ferry. Now, I mean, I'm a yeah. big, passionate fan of Corn Ferry, and I know Taylor, he cut his teeth there. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's out of whack right now. Nobody, nobody argues that. There's so many other ranking systems out there that are far more accurate. And uh, I think we'll get there. But anyway, um, that's, that's the last serious question I got for you. Ah, uh, hey, I love it. I, you know, it's, it's the thing that is also without debate is that it is a very complex. The the solution is not easy. It's complex, right? And you know, I, I want to win tournaments. I want to win majors. I want to be the best player in the world, but I I don't like. I just want to win. Like I don't, I didn't grow up of dreaming of being the number one guy on the OWGR. I grew up dreaming of winning on the PGA Tour and winning uh, major championships. And things change. Like you know, with the whole ROM thing, you know, it's it's, it's funny because I had a buddy. Uh, I let's just say I had some insight that it was going to be happening that afternoon, the announcement, and so I you know had a buddy or a couple buddies over at the house uh beforehand and i uh i had maybe a bottle of champagne or something and i just said hey <laughs> i think i think in 30 minutes we're going to uh need to pop this thing because it's it's a it's another exciting uh time for 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 live golf and honestly for the world of golf and they had no idea and they said what's happening and i said i'll tell you in about 27 minutes think about it like this who were the top four finishers of Augusta last year? We have John Rahm, Patrick Bill. Reed, Phil Mickelson, and Brooks Kepka. Brooks. I mean, someone told me that the other day, and I was like, that is wild to think yeah. about. 
that that in itself is just it's just so like it paints the picture of of what's wrong with this whole scenario and so um again like like you said jerry like everyone's gonna continue to debate it and there's there's no simple solution uh but um I, i do think eventually the the nonsense is going to be gone and what will prevail is good golf like Mm-hmm. Good golf will continue to be rewarded. Good golf, and we're in the rut where good golf isn't rewarded, you know, on a worldly level as it maybe should be. But you know, again, like I said, I I don't I don't care about being considered the number one player in the world by you know a certain group of people. I want to win major championships. Like the OWGR, the number one ranked player in the world, that didn't happen back in this. Like the, who? How many? years would Jack have been the number one ranked player in the world if they had had a system back then, but no one cared. No one talked about that. Like the major championships is what they talked about. And to be frank, like I have no idea what the name of the golf tournaments that he won on the PGA tour were back then. I know the names of the major championships he's won, right? Like that's, that's what trumps everything in regards to this discussion. And that's what I, like I said, I, I still have some, you know, faith and hope that, you know, these uh, these entities are going to see that and see that long-term what's best for them is to rise above it. Three years till he can run for president and he's got my vote. Three years till he can. He's, I mean, seriously, you got my yeah. vote. Yeah. Yeah. I'm FB not even 35. American and I would vote. FB 35 <laughs> run for president. Taylor Gooch is like, such yeah perfect perfect for the job yes he's uh, the one of the most diplomatic individuals and super smart i won't, Taylor, I, I'm gonna, I won't I'm gonna get ask you. i won't hold on i won't get a vote from any california though that's the issue i have no no but the thing is you're not going to carry that state anyway on the party you're running for so <laughs> oh, that's, that's true that's true <laughs> all right um, so Taylor, do your thing all right so so finally just kind of to wrap this whole thing up, what can we look forward to, you know, uh, in 2024 for not just yourself, but for team smash? Um, I'm sure you guys are discussing some stuff already. So what, what can we look forward to? What, what are we going to expect to see? Tease us uh, a little a, bit, will you? That's, that's a great question. Uh, how you guys don't come out with your own tequila line, smash tequila. Come on, seriously. You have to. I mean, that is a that's a great <laughs> suggestion. I need to I need to call I need to call yeah, Abe and say who do I talk to about this? Exactly. Uh, but I mean, shouldn't we do more of like a whiskey? You know, if it's smash, you know, yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. But every wasn't there a name? Didn't we give him a name for his whiskey, Jerry? That wasn't it like a Gucci. Oh, like yeah, a, we did. Yeah, we came up with some bullshit name for it. Yeah, yeah, we get. I <laughs> uh, can't remember what it was. <laughs> we'll think about it and we'll come back to you. We'll circle back. <laughs> but but what can we look forward to? You know, I, I mean, as a team, is it, you're going to be part of a, a new team. Graham McDowell join Jason Kokratz on that team. Listen, we just we, we're all competitors. You know, that that's something that's cool about the, the four of us. You know, we 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 have a, a common interest and that's that's competing, you know, and, and that's what we're going to do. I, I, it's a it's a gritty bunch. You know, obviously, Every one of us is talented. You know, you've got tons of PGA Tour wins and, you know, live wins Majors. and major championships yeah. and all of that stuff. 
Um, but, and so it's a talented group, but man, we're just, we're just, we're, I think we're a gritty bunch of, bunch of guys too. You know, it doesn't always look pretty. Um, but we, we figure out how to get it done. And, and, you know, I, I have no doubt that Graham is going to be sparked, uh, by this kind of, you know, new chapter and, and being around the group of us, I think it's no doubt going to reinvigorate kind of his career. I mean, I played with him in Hong Kong at the international series event, uh, you know, back in November and, you know, he played well that week and you could tell he had a, you know, he had a little spunk in his step and he was, he was excited about things. And so, um, man, it's, it's just, it's a group of guys that, that get along well, that, like I said, have a common interest and that's, that's competing. And so we're going to, we're going to compete. We're going to no doubt spray, spray each other with some champagne. And we, we had a team call today with all the, all the caddies and players and personnel and everyone involved. And that was one of the things we talked about. I can't wait to spray each other with champagne. So uh, that's, that's what we look forward to the most for sure. So that, Hey, look forward to us spraying each other with some champagne. Perfect. I'm looking forward to the trash talk in that group. <laughs> Hopefully that all of will them be mic'd. <laughs> that will be happening. And I don't think it'll just be internally. I think we might, uh, I think I I think we might oh, have to send on. some shots out outward too. Love it, love it. <laughs> All right, Taylor, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you're more than generous to to stay with us for this long on a what is it a Tuesday night for you? Um, so yeah, I really appreciate it. It's always such a pleasure. You have to come back on this pod, hopefully with an alcoholic drink. Um, hopefully, maybe even when we're on location we can all awesome. sit at the bar together yeah. shoot this podcast have a glass of one of your wines um and hopefully talk more trash hey that's a, that's, a, that's a that's a deal or or at a at a bull riding event we'll maybe do something there ah very cool oh we can do both listen very both very good yeah congrats on your yeah. year man that's just yeah and congratulations ridiculous. Yeah. yeah ridiculous yeah Thank you. I, I overachieved Shots on you nicely. the next time. <laughs> Shots on you, and uh, you still owe me a <laughs> That's really right. good bottle of wine. So That's a deal. That's a deal. All right, well, man. good luck with uh, the birth of your second, and uh, give Ali our love, and uh, enjoy this time off with your family, and, and really look forward to seeing you in 2024 in Mexico. And Merry Christmas. Sounds What's good, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas, <laughs> and see you all in, uh, in Mexico. Oh. Yes, sir. Happy holidays. Adios. Y'all too. Thank Bye. you. Gracias. <laughs> Bye. So, man, I think we could have talked to him all night long or all day long where you're at in Singapore right now. What a, I mean, peeling back the layers of Taylor Gooch is is all we knew was going to be interesting. But my God, that guy is so, there's so much depth to to the character that he has. And so smart, by the way. Yeah. So smart, so diplomatic. And uh, gets everything we're not. In a very everything we're not well everything you're not we're not don't don't put no okay whatever. anyways thank you so much for joining us um this is the last episode for 2023 uh, on behalf of live golf and the rest of our team we wanted to wish everybody a very happy new year may 2024 be an amazing year Enjoy this holiday season with your family and your loved ones and we look forward to coming back and giving you more shit talk in 2024 we'll Perfect. see you soon hasta la vista or whatever that means see you in mexico 
hasta la vista. I don't know. That was a. Oh, I forgot to say. I forgot to say. Uh, do subscribe and uh, leave us a comment. And you can find us wherever you find your podcast. And if you want to see us on video, well, you can catch it on our YouTube page or our Live Golf Plus streaming app. There you go. I got that shit out of the way. Perfect. You're such a natural. Yeah. Do comment. Do comment, especially on her. Do please. comment. Yes. Do comment. <laughs>